my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today, being June, we have a couple of Full House alums that we need to celebrate their birthdays. And those two are the Olsen twins, Mary Kate Olsen and Ashley Olsen. And the two episodes, and I've chosen two because... There's two of them. <laughs> so, first up, The Bicycle Thief from Season 7, Episode 11. This episode aired November 23rd, 1993. In this episode, when M- Michelle's bike is stolen, everyone sets out on a search to find it. Unfortunately, they recover three bikes, none of which are Michelle's. To make matters worse, the family realizes they have now stolen these bikes, and the local Crime Stoppers group realizes it too. This is such a goofy, crazy episode. Oh my goodness. Um, especially the crime catchers that is made, it's like a neighborhood watch compared to, composed of two people. <laughs> Uh, a pairing of Kimmy and Mrs. Carruthers is just like, oh my goodness. But I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Mrs. Carruthers just really, I mean, and we get it. Marshall Wallace is the voice of, if you didn't already know, she was the voice of Edna Krabappel, Bart's fourth grade teacher on The Simpsons, until sadly the actress passed away. But, I don't know, I just, uh, she's kind of grating on my nerves a little bit, Um, her obsession with Joey. But really, she gets to me in this episode because she decides to set up shop in the Tanner kitchen with all this radio equipment. Basically, they're making the Tanner kitchen the home base for the crime catchers. Like, well, this is where, you know the main person whose bike was stolen. We may as well set up shop here. That's where we're going to get all all our information from. Any new leads coming in. And it just, she takes over that. And she's so, and I get it as, you know, a crime catcher, you have to be intrusive to a degree. And it just, I don't know. I think it's just because she grates on my nerves a bit. So I just found her extremely annoying. Give me doubly so in this episode. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there that want to, wanted a Mrs. Carruthers, Kimmy Gibbler spinoff. So anyway, this episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 236 ratings. We have Blake Ewig as Derek. We have Ryan Sheets as Davy Schultz. We have Rick Zumwaltz as Leonard, Davy's father. I'm guessing this guy... Oh, no! An R.I.P. for Rick Schmaltz. 
Uh, wow, he's he was in uh, Batman Returns as a tattooed strong man something. Um, just a bunch of different little things. Uh, it looks like he's definitely typecast because he's like listed as burly guy. He's looking at uh, muscle head convict. It doesn't seem like he's a biker. He's just. He's kind of getting bully in bar. And it's just feel this guy, just due to his size and his appearance. Because he's got a shaved head. Uh, Mountain Man. Uh, I mean, there are some where he actually does have a character name. Uh, Boom Boom. Gambler. Ace. I mean, that's a name. But anyway, sadly, R.I.P. And, of course, yes, wow, it has been almost a decade. As of October this year, it will be a decade since Marsha Wallace passed away. Wow, I didn't even know it had been that long. But anyway, this episode was directed by John, John Tracy. We have writers Jeff Franklin, of course, the creator. We got Chuck and Jamie Tatum. We got some trivia, of course. Here we go. When Kimmy is setting up the crime catcher's equipment, Becky quips, Kimmy, what is this, the Batcave? Rick Zumwalt, who guest stars as Leonard Schultz, played the tattooed strongman in Batman Returns in 92. The crime catcher's uniform that Kimmy and Mrs. Carruthers wear, including the beret and baton, are a parody of the New York-based vigilante group, the Guardian Angels. Really? Okay, well. Didn't know that. Oh, um, <laughs> here's some goofs. Continuity. When Stephanie does the card trick for Kimmy, she pulls the five of spades out of the deck. It then cuts to a close-up of Stephanie, and she holds the jack of clubs. Incorrectly regarded as goofs. When driving around with Michelle looking for her bike, Jessie has her sitting in the front passenger seat. Since Michelle is still young and small, she should be riding in the back seat. Look, yes, I agree. By now standards, absolutely 110%. By 1993 standards, as long as you had a seatbelt on, if you were age 5, 6, what have you, you were good to go. Odds are, if we're going by now times, Michelle probably would be in a booster seat in the back. So, yeah. Alrighty then, let's see here. Correction. Oh my goodness gracious. Some people, it's a TV show, guys. TV show. These characters don't exist in real life. But I'm going to read this anyway. Correction. Rules regarding small children in the front seat of vehicles came about due to the risk of injury caused by airbag deployment. This episode aired in 93. Passenger side airbags did not become standard until 98. There were no laws in place in California at the time that would have prevented Michelle from riding in the front seat. The first such laws in any state weren't enacted until 96. 
Not to mention that Jesse's 1965 Ford Mustang predated the first commercial airbag design by nearly a decade. Oh, and here's a plot hole. Given the fact that Kimmy Gibbler is a close friend of the Tanners and that Mrs. Carruthers has a crush on Joey, it would be implausible that he, Danny, and Jesse would be in any real legal trouble if they got caught with the stolen bikes. What? Okay, you know, we're moving on from this. I don't know what this gobbledygook is. I just wanted to read it because it's there. All right, here we go. Oh, here we go. Taylor, Taylor Kingston coming in strong with a 7 out of 10. The one with Michelle's bike. This review is from October 11, 2015. I really enjoyed this episode. It's lighthearted and fun and is just very funny. In this episode, Michelle's bike is unfortunately stolen, and everyone sets out to find it. How sweet is that? But unfortunately, three bikes were discovered. The family realizes that they have actually stolen someone's bike and have to work out which, if anyone, is Michelle's. It turns <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let me finish the review, and I'll tell you what I was laughing about. <laughs> I just thought of that now. Let's see. The family realizes that they have actually stolen someone's bike and have to work out which, if any, one is Michelle's. Turns out that none of them are, and local neighborhood watch slash Crime Stoppers group notices the disappearances and asks if anyone has seen the bikes. The family must return them and find Michelle's bike once and for all. Overall, I give this book a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book is great. Okay, so... <laughs> What I was laughing about as I was reading that review, I immediately in my head remember when they bring the three bikes in that don't belong to Michelle. She's looking at individual like, well, no, this one's got a something or this one's got a something or other. I like this one best. And Danny says, no, honey, I'm not asking you which bike you like the best. I'm asking you which one is yours. She said, well, none of them are. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> it's like, sweetie, you don't get a pick of these stolen bikes and just replace it with a, replace your old one. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, mine's gone. One of these will do just fine. No. All right, and of course, you will have to hear, wait till the end of the episode to find out which episode I'm dedicating to the next Olsen twin for this month of June. So first of all, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, aka the new podcast listeners, I want to know, let you know where you can find the podcast. You can go to iTunes and SoundCloud. Also, a couple other things about the Full House podcast that I host is it is a ears of all ages podcast, and when I say that, I mean any ears of any age can listen to it, which is pretty much which means ears of all ages. I created this podcast because, for one, I love the show, I grew up with the show, I'm still watching episodes all the time, probably could recite them all in my sleep, but... I wanted to create a podcast out there that was a little different from other Full House podcasts. Now, there aren't a lot out there, but the some that are there, unfortunately, they're not appropriate for, for young ears. And 
I just wanted to create this one for those out there that grew up with the show and love the show as much as I do, who are maybe introducing their kids to the show for the first time, and they want a safe space that they can listen to reviews and remembrances on the show without having any inappropriate content, bad language, any of that. Also, another thing that kind of sets this podcast apart is I don't go in order of air date. As you've, you've been listening for a little bit, you know, guys, I do series of episodes. could be based on a holiday, a character, like just like this. I've done birthday, you know, episodes for the actors and actresses that have played on the show. I've always dedicated, basically dedicated an episode in honor of their birthday. Just stuff like that. Now, yes, if you've been listening and you probably realize that the Full House portion of this Full House, Fuller House podcast is coming to an end, but not until the end of this year. I will be wrapping up that portion. Starting in January of 2024, I will be running through the episodes of Fuller House that I have not covered. There's at least 30-some episodes. Now, if you guys want to continue on listening, even though, I mean, some of you are like, oh, there's some episodes. I agree. I honestly agree. Yes, there are some episodes of Fuller House that were a little kind of weak sauce. There are some that are really awesome. I mean, I I love the show. I really, I like what they did with it and everything. If we could have continued on for another season or two, I would have been so happy. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, sometimes these things do happen. But, yes, every episode that I haven't hit in the last four years of this podcast... Because I started this back in April of 2019. I'm going to be hitting in 2024. Now once I eventually get to the end of the Fuller House episodes. That does not necessarily mean that the podcast is coming to an end. I've been putting out movies. Family friendly movies that I grew up with. Reviews on those. I have Andre coming out this month for Earth Day. As well as there is some fun, fun content of Full House content that I just am looking forward to sharing with you guys in regards to stuff I've seen on YouTube, behind the scenes stuff with the cast, Stephanie books, compilation mini podcast episodes. We can do like a top five best guest stars. Top five worst characters and why. Just just fun stuff. Or we can say battle of the get of the worst characters and stuff like that. Like who is the worst and if just you know, having fun with it. Because I don't honestly want to see this podcast go away. I just wanna just keep at it. So relatively, yes, because I do say Full House Friday. Most of the episodes do come out on Friday. However, according to my work schedule, they may come out on Thursday. Sometimes maybe even Wednesday. It just really depends on my work schedule. Lastly, the I'm sorry, guys. It's like, oh, it's 9.30 in the morning? Wow. Last time I looked at the clock, it was like 8.50. <laughs> I got up early on my day off. 
Anyway, the podcast does have a Facebook page. If you search Full Outs Podcast, the Omen Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. You can like it to follow along. That way you know what series of episodes I'm doing and when. I did record a podcast schedule for the 22-23 season. However, I did mention that sometimes these series of episodes aren't always set in stone. I may have to move some up. I may have to move them down based on a certain month. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this this month. And something happens where it's like, okay, I have to move these things around and, like, maybe not... Maybe I'll do something different this month to just honestly, again, it's always pretty much based on my, my work schedule is just, it's not going to be the same every single week. So just when I have my availability to get in episodes. Another thing with the podcast is all podcasts like this one do need support. And when I mean support, I just mean a nice friendly review for the podcast. So if you'd like to, just go to iTunes, search Full House or Fuller House. The only land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. You can have fun with it. You can use emojis to help me. I can try to guess the episode titles. You can do a trivia question and I can answer it on a podcast episode. Tell me your favorite character. Fun stuff like that. All right, without further ado, let's jump into The Bicycle Thief. And of course, as always, guys, I want to thank you. I don't say this enough. I want to thank you all so much for continuing to listen. You're just tuning in now, whether you've been listening since April of 2019. I appreciate you all so much. Just, I, I love this show so much, and just the fact that you guys are, are still listening after all this time really means the world to me. So, uh, we have the cold open here, and it's very interesting because this cold open plays into a little side plot here. We are in the living room, and this is the first, maybe even the only time that the boys... Well, it's not the first time that they're dressed like cowboys. They look adorable, by the way. One is wearing a red hat and vest, the other a blue hat and blue vest. And they're riding these little blue plastic, like, Fisher Price pony things. But um, Jesse comes in and he's like, oh, buckaroos, you better slow down, or you're going to get saddle sores. When they both say, okay, Jesse. Now, I, I do not remember ever calling my parents by the first name. I, I never did. Um, I, but it kind of makes me think of, like, like in this season, um, in Fast Friends, where Mickey, Stephanie's new friend from junior high, we almost hear that episode in another, but she mentions about making dinner for her and Janet, and... Danny's like, oh, your sister? And Mickey says, no, my mom. And when she leaves, Danny turns to Stephanie and says, she calls her mom Janet? And Stephanie says, yeah, isn't she cool, Danny? Uh, Dad? But then again, I mean, Stephanie is just kind of pulling from what Mickey, like, Mickey's influence a little bit. It's like, but anyway, we're not talking about Stephanie. We're talking about the boys and the fact that they're calling Jesse, but I'm trying to think if they called 
their mom, Becky. They might. I think they're... They, but and the fact that the boys are, like, maybe two, three years old at this point, and... I don't know. Maybe it just because they hear it all the time, and maybe they just... I don't know. And Jesse's surprised, like, Jesse? Why Jesse? I mean, what happened to Daddy? Yeah, he says, since when are we on a first-name basis? And Becky says, oh, Jess, don't take it personally. And Becky says, it's just a phase kids go through when they realize their parents have names. Becky says, it's kind of cute, right, boys? And they say, right, Becky? I love this, that she's explaining this to Jesse. And they say, oh, it's kind of cute. Yeah, when it's not done to her. And now the twin in blue says, right, Becky? Becky says, hey, that's mommy. Mom for short. And it's just, it's funny because this is going to continue throughout the episode. And Jesse's like, well, wait, wait a minute, I thought you said it was cute. And she says, yeah, it was cute when they did it to you. Watch all that racket going on in here. Look at our little buckaroos. Hey, Butch, Sundance, you guys better be careful. You're going to get little saddle sores. Okay, Jesse. Okay, Jesse. Jesse? What Jesse? What happened to Daddy? Since when are we on a first-name basis over here? No, Jess, don't take it personally. It's just a phase kids go through when they realize their parents have names. It's kind of cute, right, boys? Right, Becky. Okay, that's Mommy. Mom for short. I thought it was cute. It's cute when they did it to you. And that was a cold open. It really, that was adorable. I really liked that. So we come out of the intro, and we got DJ and Jesse on the couch. Joey's sitting on the chair. And Stephanie's at the end of the coffee table performing a card trick. So this is something that's going to pretty much carry. This is Stephanie's plot here, the little card tricks. So Stephanie says, prepare to be amazed. Uh, ten of hearts. And she pulls up, like, the four of clubs. And DJ says, not even close. This is, I think, the only time that I can think of that we see DJ with Pocahontas braids. Maybe not, no, not Pocahontas braids. No, I'm thinking, uh, no, uh, Laura Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie braids is what I'm seeing that she's rocking. So Stephanie plays it off like, oh, that's the amazing part of the trick. I changed the ten of hearts into a four of clubs. <sighs> they do not have much for Jody Sweeten to do this episode. So it's like, hey, guess what? Your character's going to be playing a card trick, which I guess will come in to play later. Joey! Oh my gosh, you are the you are older than her. You are the adult. He's like, Steph, you got to teach me that trick. Joey, please, you're an adult. Steph, a little bit smarter, please. Nikki and Alex would say that if they could speak longer than a couple words. Jesse's just hanging out, eating some uh, some chicken wings. And here comes the main plot as Michelle comes in and says, Guys, somebody stole my bike! And they're all like, what? Oh my goodness! This is just, um, wow. And they're all like, what? Your bike got stolen? And Jesse, who's on the phone, Jesse, excuse me, no, Danny is on the phone, 
And he's like, I, oh, I'm on the case. He's talking to a police officer. Is that something that a police officer would actually handle? Um, I remember at towards the end of the movie Turner and Hooch, there was a case about a bunch of stolen bicycles, which was discovered in some garage somewhere. Um, but I'm just, I'm wondering, is that, is that something that police would take time outside of other cases to take care of or that just seems like something like hey you'd get the neighborhood together you'd ask around and hey if you can't find it we'll buy you a new one or something like that because i yeah i've seen um on facebook there have been stories where you know a kid's bike is stolen and then a nice good samaritan goes out and you know gets them a new bike which is really really sweet you know, bikes, they're not cheap. I can imagine a kid's bike's prob a kid's bike probably has to cost anywhere from fifty to seventy-five dollars or more, depending on the brand, style, and what it all comes with. I'm trying to think, yeah, I remember my first communion money I used to get a really cool bike. I was like nine, and it was really cool. It was white and had all these really like teal pinkish you know, lavender purplish, like, paint splatters, and it also came with, a, like, a bag on the front, and it was really cool. It was really funny, too, because I remember the memory my dad, <laughs> we were looking at the bikes, and Meyer and my dad had gotten on the bike, and he was, like, riding it down the aisle. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, my goodness. That was a good memory. Danny's describing the bike and says, yes, it's pink, and it has a cute little basket on the front. Oh, and then he says, and it's got little frilly tassels coming out of the handlebars. Danny says, no, it's not mine. It's my daughter's. Danny says, he ends the call and says, all right, thank you very much. So everyone starts talking. It was like, oh, what's going on with the bike? And Danny says, nothing yet right now. Stephanie says, hey, we should offer a reward, which, I mean, it depends. I mean, for the amount of money you give it for a reward, you could just as easily go out and get another bike. Sure, it's got sentimental value, I'm sure, but again. And here Michelle says, how about a million dollars? Um, sweetie, you could buy a bunch of bikes with that money. How about no? Michelle is speaking through her rage right now at having her bike quote-unquote stolen. We all who have watched the episode know how this ends. It wasn't stolen. Yeah. Danny even says, sweetheart, a million dollars is a lot for a bike. Okay, Michelle is still rocking the the uh, tooth, front toothless look. And I'm just wondering if both, <coughs> excuse me, if both old Olsen twins, and I'm sure, I know I mentioned this on the podcast before, I think it was with high anxiety during season seven, that did both Olsen twins lose both their te two front teeth at the same time? Because if they didn't, how would that work? You wouldn't be able to use, you know, the other twin if the other twin still has, like, one or two of their baby front teeth. Uh, yeah. So Danny says, hey, well, I think we better just go look for it, okay? And it's like, the police, odds are, they're, they're like, hey, look, we'll keep an eye out if someone, like, mentions it or something, but we're not going to outright go out and do a search. They, they, we'll leave that up to you guys. 
Especially, I mean, back in 93, I mean, you could get a bike for, like, maybe 30 bucks back then, a kid's bike. Uh, so, yeah, Steph and DJ checked the schoolyard, which, um, if Michelle's not allowed to cross the street, I'm pretty sure she's not going to take her bike. Danny's not going to have her riding her bike to school. Then again, if they think it's stolen, maybe they think the perpetrator took the bike to the schoolyard. And he says, I'm going to get on my bike and check the bike paths. And Joey says, oh, I'll check all the video arcades and all the fast food joints. And Dana says, that's great, Joey. That, that's where all the kids hang out. And, of course, Joey says, well, I mean, I was going there anyway, so I'll just, I'll look around. <laughs> so Jesse takes Michelle, and they're going to drive around the neighborhood and kind of see if they can, you know, find her bike. Prepare to be amazed. Arise, oh, ten of hearts. Not even close. Well, you see, that's the amazing part of the trick. I changed the ten of hearts into the four of clubs. Steph, you gotta teach me that trick. Guys, Sucky stole my bike. What? 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 It's okay, I'm on the case. Yeah, yes, officer. Yes, it's pink and it has a cute little basket on the front, right? And it's got little, uh, little frilly tassels coming out of the handlebars. No, it's not mine. <laughs> My daughter's. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. What's going on? Nothing, Nothing yet. We should offer a reward. Have it a million dollars. Sweetheart, a million dollars is a lot for a bike. Dad, it has a back beat. I think we better go look for it. Uh, Steph, DJ, you guys check the schoolyard. Got it. I'm going to get on my bike and check the bike paths. And uh, I'll check all the, the video arcades and all the fast food joints. That's a good idea. That's where the kids hang out. No, I was going there anyway. <laughs> Come on, Michelle, you can ride with me. Let's hit it. As soon as Danny opens the door, here's Kimmy and Mrs. Carruthers. Kimmy and Mrs. Carruthers are wearing pale pink crime catcher shirt. And I like how in front of the word crime, it's got a pair of handcuffs. They're both wearing pale pink berets. And Kimmy... <laughs> Comes in and says, rest assured, the crime catchers are on the case. And I'm sure you all know Mrs. Carruthers. They put their, Danny and Joey put their hands out to shake. And Mrs. Carruthers just walks right past him saying, at ease, gentlemen. No time for formalities. We need to find a bike. So apparently, yeah, they, they must have... Because Danny called the police, so it's got to probably be on, um, they must have like a, a scanner or something for any type of uh, knowing of what's going on in the neighborhood. I know there are some scanners out there, like you can download an app and you can listen to like what's going on in your neighborhood, in the city. You can even listen from out of state and just picking but and then again I mean you probably if you were to listen you'd probably want to listen to some place that you're familiar with whether it's somewhere you grew up or somewhere you're living currently that way if something happens and you're like oh I know that area or I yeah I know someone who lived around there or something oh my gosh guys this is no wonder they put their hands out to introduce themselves this is Mrs. Carruthers, this is Marsha Wallace's first episode on Full House, is the bicycle thief. I, why did I think she was in season six? 
I don't know why. But yeah, she's really only in two episodes of season seven, The Bicycle Thief and To Little Richard Too Late. And then, of course, she's in two other episodes in season eight, Who Joey Would Love, and then Dateless in San Francisco being the Valentine's Day episode. I don't know why I thought she was in more episodes and that they had already known her. So she's not already obsessed with Joey. That doesn't happen until probably, what, season eight? She can't keep her hands off him into Sir would lo- to Joey Would Love in season eight. Apparently, to us civilians, as Kimmy points out, a 614 refers to bicycle theft. I, I honestly, I don't understand why the police really are even bothering with it. Maybe in 93, there wasn't a lot going on at this time in San Francisco, in their neighborhood. So I was like, oh yeah, we got time. We got, we got time to uh, check out a, bis- a possible bicycle theft. So Kimmy has got a memo pad to take down some basic information as she looks at Danny and says, no. I'm going to need some basic information, starting with your name. And Danny's like, Gibbler, you know my name. <sighs> Kimmy wags her pencil at him like, this will go a lot easier if you'll just cooperate. Now, do you wear a hairpiece? And Danny looks at her like, what? He was like, what does this have to do with Michelle's stolen bicycle? And Kimmy says, oh, no reason. I, I was always just curious. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now Mrs. Carruthers is already getting creepy. So she may already have a, a pre-obsession with Joey. Because she says, Joey, did you notice anything suspicious when you went out to get the paper this morning? And he says, well, no. And then he stops and he's like, well, wait, how did you know I went and got the paper this morning? Were you watching me? And the fact of the matter is then she must live across the street from them if she can see their yard or what constitutes as a yard to get the paper. Yeah, because he's like, oh, no, nothing unusual. Oh. <laughs> and I'm, he's like, well, well, wait a minute. How do you know I went and got the paper this morning? He's like, oh, she, and Mrs. Carruthers is just, oh, no, part, part of my job, you know, as a crime catcher, you know, I have to keep an eye on the neighborhood. 24, 24-7 surveillance. What else does this woman do for a living? Eventually she'll be on the PTA, even though I don't think she has kids, because she points out that Joey doesn't have any children that go to that school, yet he's helping raise three girls, one of which that goes to that school. So, yeah. Keeping an eye on the neighborhood, she says. Wow. More like keeping an eye on Joey. Okay, wow, she is getting very detailed. Just talking about the way that he strides to the curb wearing these bun-hugging pajamas. I'm like, whoa, girl. I didn't think that the obsession with him started in her first episode. I just assumed they met today. Joey looks so uncomfortable. He's like, Danny, you step in here, please. And Joey says, well, uh, it's uh, nice to know you're watching my every move. Every move I make. Gee, (laughs) her eyes are just like, 
she's got x-ray vision and she is just like um just looking at him a little too fondly <laughs> let's just say that rest easy everyone your neighborhood crime catchers are on the case i believe you know mrs carruthers our fearless leader hi howdy citizens <laughs> deputy gibber and i just picked up a 614 on the police scanner for you civilians that's a bicycle theft mm. now you're going to need a little bit of information your name Gibber, you know my name. This will be a whole lot easier if you'll just cooperate. Now, do you wear a hairpiece? What does that have to do with a stolen bike? Nothing. I've just always been curious. Joey, did you see anything suspicious when you went out for the paper this morning? No, nothing unusual. Mm -hmm. Just, how'd you know I went out for the paper this morning? Oh, part of my job. You know, keeping an eye on the neighborhood. Which includes watching you stride to the curb wearing those bun-hugging pajamas. Well, uh, it's, it's nice to know you're watching. <laughs> Every move I make. <laughs> Danny, or maybe this could be out of character, but Danny is laughing at, the, at Joey in the way that he's like, Thinking, oh, she's looking at my butt right now, isn't she? Ah. This could, this life could either be Danny, the character, or it could even be Bob Saget, the actor, kind of getting out of character. I don't know. So, now we're going to go with Jesse and Michelle. They're perusing the neighborhood. They're looking for her bike. And Michelle asks a question. Uncle Jesse, why do people steal things? Jesse really doesn't have an answer for her, but he says that he can relate because, you know, when I was your age, I had something very important stolen from me. And Michelle asks, your bike? And he says, no, my comb, Mr. Part. Well, in season eight, he's got a comb called Mr. Good Part. So it's obviously a different comb. I honestly, I don't know if I can really believe that when he was Michelle's age that he had as big a fascination with his hair as he does in the show as an adult. Maybe as a teenager, I get that, you know, quafting and all that shaping the hair and everything, wanting to look good for the ladies, but... As, as a an eight-year-old? Eh, I don't know. So, this comb, he's going on about it, how I had unbreakable teeth, I had a leather carrying case for it. Michelle notices a boy on a pink bicycle with a pink basket, and he has a musical instrument yellow case balanced across the basket. So, what? They're just sitting there at a stop sign not moving there's no horn there's no car behind them honking their horn like you can go and michelle says i can't believe it and uncle jesse's like yeah i mean i know but eventually you you know, you move on and you grow up and she's like no my bike because he sees this older boy riding a girl's bike which again to each their own Turns out it's his sister's bike because his has a flat or something. This bike has this tip, typical particular type of bike. It's very popular in San Francisco. 
at this time in 1993 because almost every kid between the ages of six to nine has this exact pink bike with the pink streamers and the pink and white basket on the front. Jesse pulls up in his Mustang. It's like, all right, let's nail him. Oh, interesting that there is a spot open right where that kid is latching up his bike. Um, he just parked in front of a, a fire hydrant. I don't think you can do that. So, Davy Schultz. Oh, this kid's got a mouth on him. Because <laughs> Jesse get, gets out of the car and says, Hold it there, son. I want to talk to you about that bike you got there. And Michelle's like, Careful, Uncle Jesse. That's Davy Schultz. He's a big bully. And then, of course, to reiterate that fact, he's like, Oh, look, it's Toothless Tanner. Because Michelle's missing her front teeth. So, because Michelle... Is holding on to Uncle Jesse's hand. She's like, you stole my bike. Your dog food, mister. As she, well, then she cowers behind Jesse. This kid has got an attitude from a word go. He's like, what are you talking about? This is my sister's bike. Mine's got a flat. And, and, and again, this is 1993 where, yes, maybe some kids at school see him riding his sister's bike. That kid probably would be ridiculed. Like, oh my gosh. That kid's riding a girl's bike. You know, it just, it just seemed like in the 90s they did that. But there's a store that Jesse parked in front of called Sweet 16. I'm guessing that's got to be like an ice cream shop because it's got uh, umbrella tables right out front. Maybe they're trying to compete with Baskin Robbins 31 flavors. Jesse says, look, give us the bike and we won't press charges. This kid ain't buying what Jesse's selling. So like, oh, I'm like, I'm scared. And Jesse said, what, you want to end up in the slammer? Why are they all, oh, it just, that was such a, a thing to say when referring to jail or prison. The big house, the slammer. A lot of the people are referring to it as the slammer. Yeah, Jesse's not really about to argue. He's like, look, just give Michelle back what's hers and we'll just forget this thing ever happened. And this kid, he is not. Budging. It's like, yeah, and I'll pretend I give two hoots. So he goes over to it, and he's like, don't even think about messing with this lock. It's solid steel. Because he puts the bike lock around the chain and then also around a parking meter. Now Jesse's trying to raise him with the kid. Like, oh, Davey, you know, I get you, man. I used to be just like you as a kid. You know, he's always trying to be the tough guy, and Davey is just, he's had enough. He's like, look, is this story long or just boring? Because they got somewhere to be. He's late for his trumpet lesson? Car clarinet lesson? I see his head, and he's like, give me the bike. He's like, now if you're finished wasting my time. A trumpet lesson, yes, of course you do. I'm sure you're horrible. Yeah, it's it says Gulf, Gulf, G-U-E-L-P-H, Gulf Bros Music. Right before he walks away with his trumpet, he gives Jesse the side stink eye and walks off. Jesse, his hands are curled like he wants to just strangle this kid. Michelle says, I told you he was tough. And Jesse says, yeah, but uh, not too bright. He just slips 
the the bike lock rope thing right over the parking meter. Michelle is like so happy, like, oh, I got my bike back, yay! And then we hear awful trumpet music coming out that window. And Jesse, I mean, you know, he's a musician himself and he knows bad music when he hears it. And that is horrible music. And Jesse says, come on, Michelle, let's get out of here fast. And she's like, are we in trouble? He's like, no, but that trumpet music is just horrible. I can't stand it. Well, aren't you, even if you think it is Michelle's bike, you still did take it. Granted, there are cars all over the place on this street and nobody is out walking around to see this happen. And this all took place in less than 10 minutes. Like, as soon as the kid went into that building, Jesse, within a minute, slipped that bike lock over that parking meter and put it in the back seat of his car. Uncle Jesse, why do people steal things? I don't know, Munchkin, but I know how you feel. When I was young, I had something very dear to me stolen. Your bike? No. My call, Mr. Parkin. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Unbreakable teeth, leather carrying case. I can't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't either. But you know, after a few years, I don't know, you, you, you rebuild really your life in a fashion. No, no. Over there, that kid has my bike. Let's nail him. Son, I want to talk to you about this bike. Be careful, Uncle Jesse. That's David Shaw. He's a big bully. Hey, look, it's a toothless tanner. You stole my bike. Your dog, mister. What are you talking about? This is my sister's. Mine's about a flat. Look, uh, why don't you just give us the bike and we won't press charges? Like, I'm scared. Come on, what do you want to end up in a slammer? <laughs> give Michelle back what's hers. And we'll pretend like this whole thing never happened. And I'll pretend I give to hoots. Davey, 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 Davey. I, uh, I, I know what you're going for here, because I was just like you. You know, when I was a kid, I was always trying to be the tough guy, you know? Is this story long or just boring? Give me the bike. <laughs> now if you're finished wasting my time, I have a trumpet lesson. And don't even think about messing with this rock. It's solid steel. <laughs> I told you he was tough. Yep. But not too bright. Get out of here fast. Are we in trouble? No. It's that trumpet. It's torture. So, now we get back to the house. Jesse and Michelle come in the back door and say, uh, Michelle says, Hey everyone, Uncle Jesse got my bike, my bike back. And Jesse's carrying the bike in, which has still got the lock attached to it. And he's like, oh, it's no big deal. I just outwitted a nine-year-old. Again, I say, this bike is extremely popular because when they walk into the living room, 
Danny also has a pink bike with a white and pink basket on the front with just streamers and the handlebars. So Jesse looks at Danny's like, what the heck is this? And Danny says, Michelle's bike, what the heck is that? And here comes Joey with a brand spanking new bike. You see it's got a price tag or a, a gift tag hanging from it. Yeah, Joey comes and he's like, hey, guess who found Michelle's? And then he sees Danny and Jesse holding a bike. Identical looking to the one that he's holding. No, Michelle, you do not have three bikes. And Danny says, no, honey, not all of them are yours, but one of them is. But which one? And Michelle, you would think that she would have personalized her bike enough that she'd be able to tell the difference. All three of these bikes look like they've hardly been ridden at all because they're the white wheels hardly have any dirt on them or anything. Michelle, she goes over to the bike that Joy brought in and says, oh, I like this one. It's brand new. It's like, sweetie, he didn't. your dad did not ask you which one you like the best. Which bike is yours? So, Michelle, oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> I get it, she's a child, but she says, oh, my bike has a Kermit sticker on the basket. None of them have a Kermit sticker on the basket. She even could have looked at the basket on the bike that Jesse was about to take and say, oh, it's not mine because it doesn't have a, not to mention how, I mean, unless she taped the sticker down, this sticker's not going to stay on there. Jesse holds up uh, the bike that he took from uh, Davy Schultz and it's got a sticker, a Care Bear sticker on the chain guard. Michelle says, yeah, none of these bikes are mine. Mine's still stolen. And, of course, the guys look at each other like, yeah, so so are these. You can't just walk up on a bike and take it because you think it belongs to someone else. And Joey says, yeah, and we're the Steelers. <laughs> Michelle adds, we're all going to the Slammer. No, you're, no, my gosh, you are not going to the Slammer, kid. It's going to be okay. They don't throw you in jail because you took a bike. The guys are all kind of looking at each other like, you know, this could be big trouble for us. It's like, guys, seriously, it's a misunderstanding. It's going to be cool. I think Jesse is going to be in line for best outfit. He's wearing a blue and red button-down shirt. And I just, I really, I just like it. No big deal. All I did was outwit a nine-year-old. It's not like he was Jeopardy material or anything. What the heck is that? Michelle's bike. What the heck is that? Hey, guys. Guess who found Michelle's bike? Seems to be the question of the day. Well, I've got three bikes. No, honey, not all of them are yours. One of them is. But which one? Sweetheart, I didn't ask which one you like the best. I asked you which one is yours. Let's see. Mine has a Kermit sticker on the basket. Well, would you settle for a Care Bear on the chain guard? None of these bikes are mine. Mine's still stolen. And so are all these. And we're the Steelers. We're all 
So, Michelle asked Dan uh, Danny, can I avoid going to the slammer if I have a stomachache? And he's like, honey, look, no one's going to the slammer, all right? All we got to do is a simple misunderstanding. We'll take the bikes back to the rightful owners. And Michelle's like, great, so everyone else gets their bike back with me. I'd be like, first of all, how about questioning Michelle about her bike? When was the last time you saw your bike or rode your bike? Hmm, Okay. Great. And how many days ago was that? Hmm. Okay. And just kind of go from there. I mean, deduce. Deduce, deduce, deduce. She just automatically believes because it's not anywhere around the yard or the backyard or by the house that someone just took it. And with that, she walks away. Of course, yeah, that they took the bikes and now they gotta take the bikes back. Granted, it could be a little harder than uh, what they think. I mean, just drop it off where you took it and leave, basically, is what I would suggest anyway. And Jesse's like, oh, I stole this off a kid named Davey. I mean, I should have stole his trumpet, too. So, Danny stole his bike by... A library. It was just leaning up against the library. He's like, oh, see, a, a little girl goes in, checks out, curious. George comes back, her bike's gone. That honestly would be something that would freak me out. Like, oh, if I leave it here, is it going to be here when I get back? There are a couple times that I, uh, when I was working way back when I was like, no, no, no probably about. 19, 20 years old, and I didn't have my car at the time, I was riding a bike, my job wasn't very far, but that fear that the bike may not be there after my shift is done, I mean, I did buy a bike lock for it and everything, and the same thing another time when I was a little older, and I'm like, oh, you know what, I'm just gonna like take you know I had a car and I was like you know I'm just gonna ride my bike to work and of course it rained um and it was raining when I left so I took I remember taking a garbage bag and like poking a couple holes in it you know for my head and my arms and everything like that and uh, just like oh well the days to ride a bike but yeah just the fear of not knowing like is the bike still gonna be here when I you know, when I get out and everything. <laughs> uh, honestly, that's the last thing that a kid would think about. Like, oh, you know, people ride their bikes to the library all the time. You know, kids ride their bikes to the library. You know, back then in the night, you just, you did that. That's what you did. Nowadays, kids riding bikes by themselves. Uh, I, uh, there's too much stuff going on. I would not recommend sending a kid on their way. Like, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's just up the road. Take your bike. No. Not not in today's world. If you want to ride your bike around, great, but it's going to be where I can see you. D Joey! What in the world? He grabbed his, the bike that he took off the back of a pickup truck. There's a card in the basket. Happy birthday, Lisa. Love, Mom and Dad. <laughs> not going to the slammer. We're just going to return these bikes to their rightful owners. So everybody gets their bikes?
bike back except me. That's fair. I'm supposed to return this. I stole it off a kid named Davy. All I know about him is I should have stolen his trumpet, too. I found mine leaning against the library. It was a horrible thing. A little girl goes in, checks out Curious George, comes out, her bike's gone. Could turn a kid off to reading forever. I grabbed mine off the back of a pickup. Oh, great, there's a card in it. Happy birthday, Lisa. Love, Mom and Dad. See where that is. Check through the window. It's a crime catcher lady, Miss Carruthers. I'm getting my buns out of here. No, 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 take, take the bikes. Get them out of here. Hurry. So, of course, the doorbell rings. And Jesse's like, Joey, go look through the, the window there and see who it is. And he says, it's that crime catcher lady, Mrs. Carruthers. And Joey's like, I'm getting my buns out of here. But then again, it's like, Danny's like, no, 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 take the bikes. Get them out of here. Joey hops on one of the bikes and, like, rides it into the kitchen. As Jesse strong arms to the other two bikes under his arms. So... As soon as Danny opens the door, Mrs. Carruthers is on a walkie-talkie going, oh, 10-4, Mr. Tanner, three more bikes have been stolen. We're going to set up our home base here in your house. Like, no, you're not setting your command post in my house. Danny's like, no, 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 that's, that's a bad idea. We're not zoned for a command post. Oh, really, lady, you set it up across the street at your own house. You know she must live across the street. How else is she say, saying, Joey, go out to the mailbox and getting the paper? Because it's the center of the crime wave, Mrs. Carruthers thinks it's the perfect place to set up shop. Annie does not, oh my gosh, dude, you need to keep yourself on the DL. Because... When Mrs. Carruthers says, oh, I'm surprised you haven't seen anything. He's like, seen anything? No, I haven't seen anything. No, absolutely not. Nope, no, no bikes here. Nope. He's like, no, what, what, what? I didn't see anything. Did, did somebody say that I saw something? D Danny is just giving himself away. He's like, for example, there's nothing going on in my kitchen. She looks at, guys, get, get the bikes out of there. They're just hanging by the door with the bikes in the kitchen. Get them out of the house. Take him up to the attic. And Joey's like, do you think she's suspicious? And Jesse says, well, I don't know how she wouldn't be. And Danny's basically making a full confession. And Danny's basically like, oh, I'm not guilty of anything. It's like, you are pretty much admitting to your own guilt. But just by your nervous rambling, 100%. Joey tells her, look. All we have to do is remain cool, okay? Don't panic. And all of a sudden, Becky's like, hey, guys! And they jump like a foot in the air. Wow, could she have not been any louder? She's like, oh, yeah, she's putting the boys down for a nap. And it's like, what are all these bikes doing here? It's like, girl? Woman? What, Becky? There's, Mrs. Carruthers is on the other side of that door. And you can't tell me this. She didn't hear you just shout, what are all these bikes doing here? And Jesse's like, I stole mine off a kid, and he and Joey stole his off the back of a truck. Like, <laughs> Becky's like, and I'm supposed to believe this? What? This is crazy. 
Then again, I mean, you're living there, so you're pretty much in a complex. <laughs> Great. Now we have someone banging on the back door. Kimmy's like, open up. It's the crime catcher's official police business. He says official business. Great. They're kind of surrounded. They're blocked in. Granted, anybody who's anybody could look through those windows between the stairs and the laundry room. In fact, somebody could just come through the laundry room and see that right there, that they have the bikes. So just like, we gotta hide the bikes. Becky, look, you saw some, some, you saw nothing and, and, and yeah. You heard nothing, you saw nothing. She's like, I, I know nothing. He's like, that's my girl. <laughs> and they get the bikes upstairs. Get them upstairs. It's Joey, cause Jesse got to taking two bikes up the stairs. Joey's taking the one and he's like, didn't we used to have a rule there was no bikes in the house? Like, get up the stairs, Joey. 10-4 out. Mr. Tanner, three more bikes have been stolen. We're going to set up our command post in your house. No, 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 no. That's a bad idea. No, we're, no, we're not zoned for a command post here. Look, first, Smithers, this is the center of the crime wave. I'm surprised you haven't seen anything. Seen anything? No, well, why would I have seen something? Why, did somebody say they saw me see something? No, no, because, for example, there, there, there's nothing going on in my kitchen. <laughs> She's suspicious? Why would she be? All Danny's doing is making full confession. <laughs> Don't panic. All you have to do is just remain cool. Guys, stop! Sorry. Put the boys down for a nap. I must have conked out myself. Hey, what'd you guys do? Rip off a bike store? Shh, hey, hey, shh, shh. Hey. He stole mine off the kit and he stole his off a truck. Yeah. <laughs> what? Hide the bikes. Uh, listen, you saw nothing and you heard nothing. I know nothing. That's my girl. Didn't we used to have a rule around here? No bikes in the house? So Becky opens the back door. It's interesting because it seems this back door is literally never locked. Except for this time and then like maybe one other time. Back in like season three. So... Kimmy comes in with a cart that's got a lot of, like, recording equipment and the police scanner and all this stuff. And she calls Becky Mrs. Goodhair. Wow, she is, they went full board. They got, is that a fax machine? And there's also, like, a county or citywide map there's also like it's like a tv that probably has like scanner like waves on it it's got a headset she uh a 1993 cordless brick phone just all this stuff she's like well you can't catch a criminal if you don't have the right equipment she's gonna tell us what everything is okay so yes that Brick phone <laughs> and fax machine. Oh, there's a brick phone and the fax machine. What? That is like a. There's also like a cassette holder thing that you can like those old you know retro wooden box ones that you just pull out. I don't know why that's there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I you know I grew up in this era of '93, but when Kimmy says. Cell phone, I just can't help but laugh. This brick of a cell phone. Well, we know you ain't texting or going on Facebook with that thing. 
Map of prime sector. So I'm guessing it's like the general neighborhood. Police scanner. See, you can just get one of those apps on your phone and you can like listen to police calls. Becky's mind is blown. She's just looking at Kimmy like, Kimmy, do you think this is the Batcave? And Kimmy says, no, it's your basic crime catchers, crime catching headquarters kit. She tells Becky, do you know that four bikes have been stolen in our neighborhood? And Becky, of course, is supposed to play dead. I'm like, oh, really? Hmm, interesting. Well, a one I know of because, you know, Michelle. Oh, oh, Becky, oh, why would you throw yourself under the bus like that? She's like, oh, really? Because Kimmy says four bikes have been stolen. And Becky says, oh, really? I would have guessed three. I'm just like, no, don't implicate yourself. Oh. Hey, how about that? I used the word implicate correctly. <laughs> I had to look up the definition. Show someone to be involved in a crime. Convey a meaning or intention indirectly. Got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, here comes either Alex or Nikki. I'm not sure. I, will, I bet anything if this is Alex. Because, again, it's always the twin that each of them names. Usually they're, I mean, if they're not with both twins, usually the twin that they're with is going to be the one they named. Not calling out favoritism here. Oh, it, okay, well, I was 100% wrong. It is, in fact, Nikki. He's like, hi, Becky. And Becky picks Nikki up and says, Nikki, I've told you. Call me mommy. <laughs> this is cute. She says, you didn't give me a flower on Becky's day. Oh, boy, this ain't good. <laughs> he says, I see bikes. Kimmy, of course, she's standing right there. She's like, um, did he just say, I see bikes? And Becky's like, oh, no, of course not. No, he said, I see bites, mosquito bites. They're crazy this time of year. I don't know what. <laughs> yes, for the child who's wearing long sleeves. Uh-huh, I see bites all right. <laughs> she excuses herself to put calamine lotion on, which I remember, yeah, I thought calamine lotion was good for chicken pox. I thought it was also good for sunburns. You know, this is just me going based on what, you know, when I was a kid. I know, I swear, calamine lotion for chicken pox. Yeah, it does say you can use it for bug bites, chicken bites, bug bites, chicken pox, and poison ivy. Um, okay, it's supposed to help you relieve the itchiness. Get it? Chicken pox, 100%. Bug bites, yeah. Pain and also discomfort. Becky makes haste and runs up the stairs with Nikki. He said, 
I see bites. <laughs> Those mosquitoes are just out of control, huh? <laughs> well, I gotta get some calamine lotion. <laughs> Ta-ta. Oh, gosh. Danny's, like, yelling at Mrs. Crest. No, you can't go in there! And he's like, move them, move them! <laughs> he doesn't know that they've already moved the bikes out of there! And then he starts singing the song to the Jeffersons, moving on up. <laughs> it's like, to the east side. <laughs> How does the rest of that something about a deluxe apartment in the sky or something like that? Yeah. And then, <laughs> he's like, gosh, I miss the Mrs. Jeffersons, don't you? I've never seen an episode of the, of the Jeffersons. Hey, Lionels were there, do you remember? And Mrs. Gardner's is just like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. She said, no, she says, uh, one mystery at a time, Mr. Tanner. Danny! <laughs> or Bob said, one of them is so hopped up on caffeine. Oh my goodness. He is like a jumping bean ready to explode out of, or like one of those like snakes in like a Pringles container that's just, you pull the top off of it and boom, spring loaded. Because he is just, Wow. <laughs> Someone had a lot of coffee with a lot of or a lot of caffeine. Oh, Kimmy's a deputy, deputy Gibbler, and of course, Mrs. Crothers being the chief of the crime catchers. So Stephanie and DJ come in, and there's a flyer already made with Jesse's face on there. Well, they clearly, because at least one of these kids whose bike was stolen was able to see one of the people that did it. Yeah, and you know. That that kid Davy, I mean, he saw Jesse. This picture looks pretty much just like him, but the uneven sideburns. Yeah. Oh, Steve is there too. Cause it, what does it say? It says bike stolen, bike sickle was birthday gift from ma from for our daughter. Please. Please, something, break, with, oh, it says something about a break, tassel, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she comes, Stephanie comes in holding that, you know, the notice about the bike, and like, oh, three more bikes got swiped. And of course, Kimmy says, that's why we're here, small fry. Somebody says, what a comfort, Slim Jim. So, of course, Steve brings up Ruthie Bell, who went in to get her first library card. Oh, is she going to remember this forever? She says some goon nabbed her bike, and it says here she's lost her zest for reading. And Danny is just shocked, like, she, she's zestless? These are flyers from the other two missing kid bikes. From, I'm guessing, the parents? So, Deege is the one who's got the flyer. It says, have you seen this thief? Please contact Leonard Schultz. And it's a sketch of Jesse. Yeah, because you're like, look at this guy who took the Schultz's bike. He looks just like Uncle and Danny's like, Uncle Seymour. Yes, he looks exactly like Uncle Seymour. <sighs> you, <laughs> you, we cut over to Mrs. Carruthers and Kimmy. Mrs. Carruthers is just like, hmm, what's this? Yeah, and and 
Danny says, oh, yeah, that looks exactly like Uncle Seymour. And if he weren't a, a priest in Athens, he would be a suspect. Yes, he would. And Danny says, take these up to Uncle Seymour. And they're like, Uncle who? Just, he's like, just do it. Oh, my gosh. Girls, read the room. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Mrs. Carruthers wants to see the flyers. Like, oh, the flyers, where are they? And Dane's like, oh, what, what? Oh, yeah, you, you just missed something gone. Sorry. Should have been faster. Don't you? How many Lionels were there? Do you remember? One mystery at a time, Mr. Tanner. Hey, how's that command post coming, Deputy Gibbler? We are cooking, Chief. Hey, guys, guys, check this out. Three other pink bikes got swiped. That's why we're here, small fry. Comfort, Slim Jim. Hey, Mr. Tanner, look at this. <laughs> Little Ruthie Bell went in to get her very first library card. Some goon nabbed her bike. Says here she's lost her zest for reading. <laughs> She's zestless? Yeah, and look at this guy who took the Schultz's bike. <laughs> he looks exactly like Uncle, Uncle Seymour. Yes, that looks exactly like Uncle Seymour. But, uh, you know, and, and if he weren't a, a priest in Athens, he would be a suspect. Yes, he would. Get these up to Uncle Seymour right away. Uncle who? Just do it. <laughs> Where are they? Oh, the flyers. Oh, you, okay, you just missed them. <laughs> okay, so now we're up in Michelle and Steph's room. They got the bikes up there trying to figure out what to do. Joey suggests they dismantle the bikes and put all the parts down their pants. Joey, let's make that plan Z. Let's make that plan Z. And then he adds, and then we just walk right past everyone downstairs. And Jesse's like, all right, well, you know, that's that's not bad, Joe. Uh, how about this? We don't touch the bikes. We don't touch our pants. Get over there and shut up until Groundhog Day. So, of course, Steve, DJ, and Steph Brady, uh, come into the room and see the bikes there. And Steph's like, well, what are all these bikes doing here? And that's when it dawns on DJ. You're Uncle Seymour. And Steve says... I thought he was in Greece. Like, no, buddy, catch up here. Um, have you you've seen the picture, right? Like, it was just a ruse. So Jesse takes the flyer and says, This doesn't look anything like me. See the sideburns? Totally unbalanced. Look at mine. Balanced, right? Right. Okay, I, I said this the other day. Can we please no more? If there are any turtlenecks out there in the world, burn them. Burn all the turtlenecks. And the mock turtlenecks too. There should be no turtlenecks anywhere in the world in 2023. Please. This is right up there with my hatred of Betty Boop. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I can't stand that cartoon. I can't stand. Nothing against the person who voices her. Don't have a problem with her. R.I.P. But the character of Betty Boop, I can't. I just, I can't. Maybe it's the big head and the little body. I don't know. Maybe it's the hairdo. Just something about her. Just rubs me the wrong way but anyway <laughs> getting back to this episode michelle says well i'm gonna pack stephanie asks well, where are you going and michelle says the slammer can we keep a count of how many times the slammer has been said i'd say at least four times now so the posters for the other two bikes including davy schultz's 
have addresses on them. It's like, hey, why don't we get the bikes delivered to where they're supposed to go and just return all the bikes? Makes sense, although we got an issue. The crime catchers are downstairs, which means even though they're in the kitchen, they could be in the living room at any moment. How are we getting the bikes out of the house? Cue the window. Yes, Jesse's like, look, we're just going to take the bikes back to the addresses. We'll get everything back to normal. Everybody grab a bike. So of course, well, they start to head down the stairs to the living room. And Joey's like, hey, Jess, how come you don't have a bike? And Jesse says, I'm carrying the flyers, duh. Oh, Joey is downstairs. We got Steve behind Joey with a bike. We got DJ with a bike. And Joey's asking Jesse, do you think we can pull this off? He's like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Boom, doorbell rings at the worst possible time. He's like, get upstairs, go, go, take the bikes upstairs. Oh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Joey say, ah. Joey opens his mouth and Jesse puts the flyers in Joey's mouth like a dog with a newspaper. All right, okay, uh, how about this? All right. We dismantle the bikes, uh-huh. we put all the parts down our pants, and we just walk right past everyone downstairs. Okay, all right, that's not bad, but here's a little twist. Okay. We don't touch the bikes, we don't touch our pants, and you get over there and shut up until Groundhog Day. What are all these bikes doing here? Your Uncle Seymour! I thought he was in Greece. Yeah. Don't look anything like me. Sideburns are totally unbalanced. Well, I'm gonna pack. Where are you going? The slammer? These uh, posters have addresses on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. I, I, you know what? This is perfect. You know what? We'll take all the bikes back to these addresses. We'll get everything back to normal around here, okay? Everybody grab a bike. All right. Let's go. Wait! The crime catchers are in the kitchen. All right, we'll go out the front door. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, move it. Hey, uh, how come you don't have a bike? Because I'm carrying the flyers. Oh. No. <laughs> okay, come on, let's go. Hurry, 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 hurry. Shh. Okay. Oh. Shh. So, uh, Jess, you think we can pull us off? Absolutely. Not. Enjoy uh, it stay off. Why? Gosh, what is it with people banging on doors? I swear. Bang, bang, bang after the doorbell. And you can see before Jesse even opens the door, a very tall, bald-headed man. Honestly, he's only like, like a, I'd say maybe an inch or so taller than Jesse, but he's a pretty big guy. Yeah, Jesse's like, ah, what do you want? Opens the door and immediately Jesse's intimidated. Uh sir. So this is Leonard Schultz, Davy's father. He's clearly the one who put the flyer up, who also has a flyer of his own. Uh, I can see, honestly, I mean, the guy seems like at some point he might have been a sweetheart, probably is. Deep down, he's a big old teddy bear. Um, maybe that's where Dave, little Davy maybe gets his uh, aggression from and why he's a bully. Leonard says, I'm looking for some guy named Jesse. Took my kid's bike. And you don't need to convince Leonard. He's got the photo and he's got Jesse right there for comparison. He's like, he looks exactly like you. And Jesse's like, well, no, no, no. See, look, sideburns. My sideburns. The sideburns here. 
on the foot. This was totally uneven. Mine, completely even. And apparently, <laughs> that's okay by Leonard, because, oh, mm, really? Okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to wait until Jesse gets back then. I'll just wait here. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry. So he's like, oh, who are you anyway? So he just says the first thing that comes into his mind. I'm, uh, I'm Joey. Oh, boy. He says, well, uh, Joey, I'm going to sit right over here and we'll wait for this Jesse punk to show up. Yeah, he says, there's a couple of things I want to impress upon him, like my left and my right. <laughs> Poor Jesse's just cowering inside. Like, uh. I mean, this guy is a big guy. He looks like he could do bodily harm to somebody. He says, like, my left fist and my right. Well, here comes Joey, and right away Jesse's like, oh, Danny, Danny, it's, hi, it's me, your old pal Joey. And of course, there's no time to explain to Joey what's going on. It's like, Joey says, uh, pardon-moi? So, Jesse, let me explain. This here, this is Leonard Schultz, Davy's father, and for some reason, some wacky reason, he seems to think that Jesse's stolen his kid's bike. I love this part where he says, and Jesse's nowhere to be found. Thank God. <laughs> because uh, Leonard here has a bone to pick with him. And we all know how painful bone picking could be. As he's like touching Leonard's like forearms. So Michelle and Steph come down and they, uh, they both say, Joey? And Joey and Jesse go, yeah. <laughs> of course, Joey has reflexes is going to respond to his own name. <laughs> Leonard catches on to that real quick. It's like, wait a minute here. Hmm. And Joey says, she was calling for you, wasn't she, Joey? <laughs> and Jesse says, yes, she was, Danny. And of course, Michelle. <laughs> oh, way to be subtle here, child. <laughs> She's, can I play? I want to be DJ. Of course, Jesse explains to her, no, 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 no time for playing now. This is Leonard Schultz, Davy's father. And Michelle is just like, ooh, Davy's father? And I like how Leonard does a little wave. Like, yeah, that's me. Michelle gets out of there ASAP, like, I gotta go, bye. And of course, Stephanie's like, wait, wait, who's Davy? Michelle says, somebody with a really big dad. She basically drags Stephanie back up the stairs. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> I'm Leonard Schultz, Davy's father. I'm looking for some guy named Jesse. Took my kid's bike. He looks exactly like you. Oh, no, no, no. This doesn't look anything like me. Look, look, look. Sideburns, uneven. Mine, totally even. See how that works? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry. So who are you anyway? I am, uh, I'm Joey. Oh, Joey? I'm gonna sit right over here and wait for this Jesse punk to show up. There's a couple of things I want to impress upon him. Oh, yeah? Like, uh, like what? Like my left fist and my right. right. Huh? <laughs> hey. uh, uh, Danny. 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 Hi, it's me, your old pal Joey. Pardon <laughs> hey, Let me explain. This is, uh, this here is, uh, Leonard Schultz, 
He's Davy's father, and for some wacky reason, he, he seems to think that Jesse's stolen his kid's bike, and Jesse's nowhere to be found, thank God, because, um, <laughs> because Leonard here has a bone to pick with him, and, and we all know how painful bone picking can be. Joey? Yes? <laughs> she was calling for you, wasn't she, Joey? Yes, she was, Danny. Can I play? I want to be DJ. Time for playing now. This is uh, this is Leonard Schultz, Davy's father. Davy's father. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, gotta go. Oh, wait, who's Davy? Somebody with a really big dad. So Michelle tells DJ Steve and Stephanie, like, okay, look, we gotta get Davy's bike back before his dad smushes Uncle Jesse. But now the thing is, both the kitchen and the living room are occupied. So pretty much, yeah, the only other option, the window. <laughs> Stephanie says, whew, you should see this guy. There'll be nothing left but a puddle of moose. So Steve, of course, is like, all right, well, how do we get the bikes out of here? And DJ says, wait, I got a plan. And because the rest of them weren't here to hear Joey weren't there to hear Joey say that. Michelle says, okay, but I'm not shoving bike parts down my pants. Okay, we gotta get Davy's bike back before his dad smushes Uncle Jesse. You should see this guy. Whew. There'll be nothing left but a puddle of moose. So, so how do we get the bikes out of here? I've got a plan. Okay, but I'm not stuffing bike parts down my pants. But no, it, it's like we got, like... Three different things going on here at once. We got Joe, we got hmm, Joey and Jesse and Leonard Schultz in the kitchen. We got the girls and Steve upstairs. We have Kimmy and Mrs. Carruthers and Danny in the kitchen. And Mrs. Carruthers is giving, she's holding like a, a baton or a nightstick or whatever you want to call it. And... <laughs> It's like Danny, she's questioning Danny, and he's like, for the hundredth time, I don't know anything. And you think she's questioning him about the bikes. No, she's not. I'll give you one guess, and trust me, it's an easy guess as to what she's asking him. Yeah, she gets right in his face and says, I don't believe you. And Danny says, it's, it's the truth, I tell you. And see, she throws down her... Her nightstick and says, you mean to tell me that Joey's never mentioned me? I'm like, ma'am, we've literally just met you this episode. I don't think, it's just, no, she, she this fixation, this, it's an obsession with Joey and it's unhealthy. Yeah, she's like, you mean Joey's never mentioned me? Like, not in passing? I mean, not even, or, or maybe at lunch? The scanner. Oh, we got something. So here comes the card trick. Stephanie's going to be a distraction for Kimmy and, <laughs> yeah, basically for Kimmy and just everyone down here while uh, DJ slips outside to help Steve. And it's very interesting because they have the bikes tied to a bed sheet as they're being lowered from the bedroom upstairs to downstairs, basically to outside on the ground. Right where that window is, between the stairs and the laundry room. Of course, 
Danny says, Steph, this is not a good time for a card trick. And of course, he's like, no, Dad, trust me, it's a it's a very good time. <laughs> it looks like she's kind of nodding, like, like, look out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where he's like, Steph, this is not a good time. And she says, trust me, Dad, it is. He sinks down back on the that stool and just looks so defeated. Like, ugh, I reset through once and it was horrible. So, Steph puts the cards that, you know, knocks the cards on the table and says, all right, prepare to be amazed. She tells Kimmy, pick a card, memorize it, put it back in the deck. We do see DJ out on the back porch there as she's, like, waving her hands upward to Steve to get the bikes, start lowering the bikes. Oh, <laughs> she pulls out the five of clubs because you hear her say, five of clubs, five of clubs, five of clubs. Yeah, he is, like, looking and seeing DJ and the bikes just coming down. Not sure what Mrs. Carruthers is, lis like, listening to on the scanner, but I don't, I, look, I really, I don't think that the police are wasting their time. But then again, I mean, if it's, like, three other, like, a total now of four bikes, being stolen, that probably would be a cause for a concern, especially if they're all the same model and color of bike. This makes no sense, because she's like, shuffle, 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 the magic shuffle. Now notice that at no time do my fingers leave my hands. What? 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 <laughs> Is that to confuse Kimmy, or did she read the, did Jody Sweeten read the line wrong, because that is... Weird. <laughs> she just made so definitely these cards. Mrs. Carruthers pulls the headset off and says, We don't have time for this poppycock. And Danny says, Yes, yes, we do. We always have time for poppycock. Which poppycock also is like, it's a type of like popcorn, kind of like crunch and munch, but it's got like, like pecans or almonds or cashews in it mixed with like popcorn and caramel or toffee or something. Really good. But yeah, Danny, like, gets into Mrs. Carruthers, like, side view there so that way she can't see out the window. He's like, just watch the card trick. It's an excellent card trick. Steph, let's let's go. You, you've shuffled enough. Stephanie pulls up. Okay, Kimmy, is this your card? And it's like the Jack of Spades or something. Kimmy says no. An eight of clubs. No, this is not her card. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, is this your card? We don't see it. But then we hear banging and clanging because something broke. And you say, actually, it looks more like a rope than a bed sheet that the uh, bikes were connected. You know, it's a good thing that these are, like, smallerish kid bikes, not, like, adult size 10-speed bikes because that there's just no way. Some of those bikes... There was one time there, it's a bike that I had ridden that, um, was, used to be my sister's at one point. And this bike, I swear on my life, felt like it weighed literally a hundred pounds. Just trying to lift it. It's like crazy. <laughs> Why is there a pot and a, uh... Some other thing that Danny's banging, like, oh, excellent trick, excellent trick, that was fabulous. Because it looked like Mrs. Carruthers was, like, grabbing at her chest, like, oh, my gosh, my heart. Just that noise just startled her. That's not a pan. That's, uh, looks like something, like, 
you could put a metal tin for like cookies or something. <laughs> Kimmy says, but wait a minute, she didn't even find my card. I'm like, well, Steve comes out and like, hey, Mr. Tanner, look, I, I hope you weren't too attached to that big ceramic planter out there. And Kimmy says, Blondie, that was the worst card trick I ever saw. And I, Stephanie, like, looks over her shoulder, watches Steve and DJ, like, come out and go out of the shot with the bikes. Out of sight of the window. And Stephanie says, okay, Kimmy, if you would please check your pockets. And Kimmy says, all I have here is some gum. <laughs> oh, Stephanie, so clever. She says, she takes the stick of gum and says, thank you and good night. Oh, <laughs> Danny's like, bravo, bravo, excellent trick. You see Mrs. Crowther's mouth the word, whatever. <laughs> For the hundredth time, I don't know anything. I don't believe it. It's the truth, I tell you. You mean to tell me that Joey's never mentioned me? I mean, not even in passing or maybe at lunch? Oh, my scanner. She wants to show you off. I wish I could stay to see it. Steph, this is not a good time. Trust me, Dad, it is. Okay, prepare to be amazed. Kimmy, pick a card, memorize it, and put it back in the bag. Okay. Now, watch me shuffle. See me shuffling? A magic shuffle. Now notice that at no time do my fingers leave my hand. We don't have time for this poppycock. Nonsense! There's always time for poppycock. What? Watch the trick. It's an excellent trick. Steph, go, go, go. Okay, Kimmy. Is this your card? No. couch we got joey and jesse on either side of him and leonard is finishing off a story saying that well, that's why i quit boxing that's why i uh, retired from the ring and joey says wow you you quit boxing because it wasn't violent enough and joey says oh fascinating story huh joey wink wink to jesse Leonard, like, levels Jesse with a, just a, you like that story, didn't you? better say yes. And Jesse says, yeah, da Danny, I'm, I'm shaking with fascination. And Leonard nods, like, good answer. Becky comes in and is like, hey, would somebody tell me what's going on with all the... And, of course, Leonard gets up, because he notices Becky. He says, ah, oh, Miss Donaldson. 
He knows Leonard. He's a butcher at the market. Jesse gets up and says, oh, wait a minute. How do you two know each other? Yeah, Becky says, wow. Yeah, you should see what this guy can do with a cleaver. <laughs> Jesse like side eyes him nervously. Like, I can already imagine. And Leonard's kind of like uh, raising his eyebrows like, yeah, hey, you want to see? You want to see what I can do with a cleaver? So Leonard says, oh, so this is where you live. I always wanted to meet your husband. Uh, what was his name? And Becky's like, oh, J and Jesse jumps out, uh, Joey. And Becky's looking at him like, what? <laughs> Basically, Jesse is like, give her a, like, just please play along. Please play along. But <laughs> she goes over to Joey. <laughs> they, they did not brief her, but they didn't know he was going to show up. And what connection he would have to Becky. That she already knows him. Joey pointing at Joey. Oh boy. That's my husband over to Ah, uh, And of course Leonard's like, wait, wait a minute. I thought this was Danny. I thought you were Joey. She goes over to hug Joey and says, this is my husband. Yeah, he's like, uh, Leonard's like, I thought that was Danny. And of course Becky says, oh, you didn't let me finish. This is my husband's best friend, Danny. And this is Joey. She points at Jesse. He's like, and this is my husband, Joey. He's like, yeah, hug, hug, hug. Of course, Becky says, I I'm still Becky, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, you are. Oh, and here comes a clincher. Blue vest twin, Nikki. Jesse, Jesse. So of course, Leonard picks up on this right away. Hey, that kid's calling you Jesse. Of course, Jesse's plays out like, oh, no, no, it's just, it's a crazy little face he's going through. It's, it's nutty. I mean, you know, last week he was, like, calling everybody Frankie. And Jesse says, now, young man, you know my name isn't Jesse. Oh, he can't. Okay, jigs up. Nikki, why? Why did you sell it your father? He says, Jesse, I love you. Aww. Leonard is like putting two and two and two together here. Aw, Nikki gives his dad a hug. And Jesse says, uh, Leonard, I, I'm not going to lie in front of my kid. <laughs> I'm Jesse. And of course, Leonard says, not for long. He puts Jesse over his shoulder and they're like, put him down, put him down, put him down. Danny comes in yelling, hey, what's going on in here? And then Leonard says, this guy stole my kid's bike. And Jesse says, no, 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 no. This whole big thing is it's just one big misunderstanding. The bikes are upstairs. And with that, Leonard's like, oh, okay, why didn't you just say that? Why didn't you say so? And Jesse says, because <laughs> I couldn't breathe. And Danny says, uh, just the bikes aren't upstairs. And then Leonard lifts Jesse back over his shoulder. And they're like, no, 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 no. Look, the bikes are all being taken back to where they belong. They're going to the rightful owners on their way back home. Okay, Danny says, uh, DJ, Steve, this is Leonard Schultz. He is looking for his kid's bike. And of course, they're apparently supposed to play dumb like they don't know anything about any bikes. Like, we don't know. Did you see a bike, DJ? No, I didn't see a bike. I didn't see any bikes. Yeah, because Steve's like, uh, bike, DJ, do you know anything about, about a bike? And she says, I used to have a bike. I, oh, that's right. I remember in season one she did have it. Wait, no, that was Kimmy's bike. <laughs> Leonard turns around, Jesse puts his arms up, like, lift off, like, here we go again, assume the position. And Mrs. Crothers comes in with Kimmy, says, people, attention, the bikes are back. She says, oh, thank goodness. 
and apparently just came in on the scanner. That's wonderful. All the bikes have been returned to their owners. And Becky says, see, Leonard, no harm done. And Jesse says, yeah, just a few ribs broken. Leonard is giving Jesse a noogie. And Jesse's like, Leonard, Leonard, the hair. Look, I know it's not your thing, okay, because Leonard's bald. <laughs> and Mrs. Carruthers turns to Kimmy and says, let's mark this case closed. So, that's why I retired from the ring. Wow, you quit boxing because it wasn't violent enough. <laughs> Fascinating story, huh, Joey? <laughs> yeah, Danny, I'm shaking with fascination. Hey, will somebody tell me what's going on with all the... Miss Donaldson! Leonard! Yeah. How do you two know each other? Leonard's my butcher. You should see what this guy can do with a cleaver. So, this is where you live. I always wanted to meet your husband. Uh, what was his name? Oh. Joey. That's right. Joey. Joey. That's my husband. <laughs> this is my husband. I thought that was Danny. Uh, you didn't let me finish. This is my husband's best friend, Danny. <laughs> and this is my husband, Joey? Right. Hug. Hug. Uh, see, uh... <laughs> I'm still Becky, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's calling you Jesse. Uh, no, it's just it's just a crazy little thing she's going through. It's it's, it's nutty. You know, last week he was calling everyone Frankie. Uh, now, uh, young man, you know my name isn't Jesse. Jesse, I love you. <laughs> Leonard, I'm not gonna lie in front of my kid. Not for long. Leonard, Leonard! Leonard, What's going on in here? This guy stole my kid's bike. No, no, no. This whole thing is a big misunderstanding. The bikes are upstairs. Oh. <laughs> Why did you say so? Because I couldn't breathe. Uh, Jess, um, the bikes aren't upstairs. Going up. the one who kicked off this whole search for the lost bike. Uh, she said, well, wait a minute, my bike is still stolen. Yeah, she says the case isn't closed. And of course, as soon as she says, my bike's still stolen, Derek says, no, it isn't. And we cut to the doorway as he's bringing her bike in. Yeah, we see the bike, we see the Kermit sticker on the basket. 
And Stephanie says, what? And Jesse says, another bike. And Jesse said, it's just, it's funny when you have the subtitles on, it picks up like individual people talking. And Jesse says, like, we need another bike. And Becky says, I don't get it. That's not to get this whole started when Michelle said my bike was stolen. But they got so wrapped up in the three books, three bikes that they had taken that they totally forgot Michelle's stolen, in quotes, bike. Yeah, she goes over and checks the Kermit sticker and says, this is my bike. And Derek explains to all of us and Michelle, says, you left it at my house last week, remember? I was like, well, clearly she did, and otherwise we wouldn't have been in this conundrum to begin with was raining cats and dogs mother gave you a ride home michelle says oh yeah i forgot so because of michelle <clears throat> this whole thing took place like the family just went to the ends of the earth for her which you know their family they'll do that but just look at all everything the chaos the craziness just everything that sprung off from this one issue. Yeah. One small thing turns into a bunch of more small things that could eventually become a big thing. Yeah, she says, my bike's been at your house the whole time. See, this is never would have happened if they hadn't questioned Michelle said, okay, Michelle, Sit down. Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. Let me make some notes here. Um, when was the last time you saw your bike? You remember riding it? Ah, interesting, interesting. Um, did you... Let's call some of your friends. Let's see if maybe they may have seen your bike around. Yeah, I bet anything you do that, that would jog their memory. Didn't ask her any questions. Just as soon as she said, my bike is stolen, everyone jumped into action. They started cruising the neighborhood, cruising the library, what have you, and just, just any pink and white bike with a basket on it, they just immediately took no questions asked. One of them asked them when the last time was she saw her bike. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? We look at everyone there and nobody is smiling, grinning, laughing, chuckling. Everyone's got a like a crossed arm, I'm very irritated face. You really, Michelle, you caused a big problem today. Everyone is just like, oh, Michelle. Even Steve is irritated. He had to have those bikes out the window. And DJ had to try to catch them. She didn't, thank goodness, because they probably would have injured her. Even though they're not big adult bikes, they're still... I'd say those bikes probably weighed over 20 pounds. I bet anything. I was like, <laughs> uh. So Danny's like, hey, yeah, funny is the word for it. Look, since we caused everybody so much trouble, taking everyone out for frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt. This isn't the first time they mentioned frozen yogurt at least a couple other times. And I'm just thinking, why can't you just say ice cream? Or is frozen yogurt code for ice cream? Because when I think yogurt, I think of the stuff you buy in the dairy section at, like, a Walmart. Speaking of, 
I really like the Yo Play Whips. I actually got into the Key Lime Pie ones, and they're real. I didn't think I'd like them, but I actually do. They're not bad. Everyone's happy with that. Yay! Crisis averted. Um, the other twin is upstairs napping, I assume. And uh, Leonard says, with sprinkles? And Danny says, you bet, big guy. Yeah, because as everyone's filing out the door, Becky hands Nikki off to DJ because she says, oh, I got to go upstairs and get Alex. Oh, my goodness. Mrs. Carruthers, you need to be more... Uh, Less disgusting in the words of what she's saying here. More, She says, now that this is all over, Joey, I think you should be debriefed. Ma'am, please. There are children about. Control yourself. He looks at his buns and then just throws her head back and laughs. And Joey, he is extremely uncomfortable. He's like, you know, I, I really, I don't like the sound of that. Like runs out of the out that front door. So Jesse and Michelle come out from I'm guessing the kitchen. The bike is just sitting there in the uh the archway there between the uh laundry room and the living room. And Jesse says, Huh, crazy day, huh, Michelle? Well at least Michelle takes responsibility for this. She says, Yeah, I'm sorry I made everybody look for my bike. Sweetie, you didn't make anyone look for anything. They wanted to help you because you're family. And when you're family, you do stuff for each other. You help each other out. And Jesse says, that's okay, sweetheart. We did it because we love you. And Michelle says, next time I'll try to remember where I put my stuff. A bike is a big thing. You would remember. I mean, that's a thing. It's... I'm... Honestly... You don't think, I mean, the net, how many days ago was it? it? It was, I think he said it was last, like, a week ago. I'm like, your bike has been missing for, like, a week? And you just now are like, oh, I'm going to go ride my, where's my bike? You think that's something that you would notice, like, the next day. Where's my bike? What were you doing the day before? Oh, yeah. Because he says, very good, and kisses her on the forehead. See, he says ice cream now. What? I don't get what frozen yogurt is also slang for ice cream, I guess? Because they're mentioning wood sprinkles. Oh my goodness, here we go again. Michelle, <laughs> you need to write stuff down. She's like, hey, where's my jacket? She puts her hands in her hips. Somebody stole it. It's always somebody stole it. Not like I lost my bike. Nowhere in any way did she say I lost my bike. She says my bike was stolen. She says... How, that is a, a, a major uh, accusation that you go from uh, that leap. You don't even consider lost. Like, I left my bike somewhere. I can't find it. Now, somebody clearly took it because it's not here. It's right there, sweetie. Your jacket would be weighing down your waist and hips. Because Jesse's like, Michelle... And he points to her like, hey, what's around your waist? Yeah, exactly. She says, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's irritating. Of course, she runs around the coffee table. Jesse grabs her and starts tickling her. All right, all right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The case
cats and dogs. Mother gave you a ride home. Oh, yeah. I forgot. My bug's been at your house the whole time. Isn't that funny? <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny isn't a word for it. Okay, since we caused everybody so much trouble, I'm taking everyone out for frozen yogurt. With sprinkles? You got it, big guy. Joey, now that this is all over, I think you should be debriefed. <laughs> you know, I really don't, I don't like the sound of that. Crazy uh, <laughs> day, huh, Michelle? <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry I made everybody look for my bike. Oh, that's okay, sweetheart. We did it because we love you. Next time, I'll try to remember where I put my stuff. Come on, let's go get some ice cream. Hey, where's my jacket? It's right there. Somebody stole it. Okay, well, that was the episode. I definitely had fun with that, and I noticed some things I definitely didn't notice before. Best outfit again, I, I want to give it to Jesse's red and black shirt. Just very nice. Compliments him very much. Red and black, definitely Jesse colors. Uh, worst outfit, definitely uh, Michelle's Oshkosh Bagosh overalls with the, the turtlenecks. You guys just heard me tell me how much I don't like turtlenecks. I just want to bash them from the face of the earth if they still exist in 2023. Uh, runner-up worst, I did not like the Crime Catcher pale pink shirts with the matching pale pink berets. Just, bleh, no thank you. I really did like DJ's braids, though. I mean, honestly, I swear, that is the, literally the only time we ever see the character of DJ with braids like that. With Laura Ingalls, Little House on the Prairie braids. Tanner Teachable moment for this episode. <laughs> uh... Hey, look, I'm going to be the first one to say I lose stuff all the time. Never once in my life have I ever said, I can't find my hat. Somebody stole it. I can't find my gloves. Somebody stole it. Never. No. I clearly, I lose, like I said, I lose stuff all the time. I'm not going to just assume someone took them. It's my forgetfulness that causes me to, I've been losing stuff literally since I was like six, seven years old. I swear there was a time I actually lost my boots and I had no boots to go home. I went to school with them and then somehow at the end of the day, maybe it was shoes. It might have been shoes and not boots. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I am just forgetful, forgetful, forgetful. But never, no, I would never flat out just accuse. She's not accusing anyone. She's just randomly just saying somebody sold. She's jumping to that conclusion because she can't find it. She doesn't want to accept responsibility that she can't remember where her bike was the last time she saw her bike. And nobody asked questions of where her bike is or when the last place she saw it was. Didn't think to contact her friends. I get it. She's like seven, eight years old at this point. Kids aren't going to think that far ahead. 
But the parents, everyone's adults there. Well, the adults are the adults. They could have started asking questions instead of, let's just comb through the city, the neighborhood. We'll see if we see anything. Oh, there's a, a vague description of pink and white bike. Kid bike without the training wheels. Boom. And uh, that particular style of bike must have been very popular since there are four of those same bikes with a pink and white basket around the neighborhood. Wow. And even Derek's mom didn't even call and say, Hey, Michelle, you uh, left your bike here. You want me to bring it over? She didn't even call. Or Derek. When was the last time she probably saw Derek in school? He didn't think to mention it. He's like, oh, I'll just bring it over to her. It's a nice day. I'm not going to bother with a phone call. Probably even forget. It probably, it was in their garage, I'm sure. And he probably went out to get something out of the freezer. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, Michelle's bike. I might, I, I'll just bring it over to her. Ah, so when a little thing turns into something big. But then again, it's like, hey, the family, we're going to help you out. Your family, we love you. You lost something. You they just, the way that they all reacted like it was stolen. Danny jumped on the phone to the police. That should have been the. Honestly, I would that calling the police would have been the very last thing you do if it even had to come to that, which it really did not have to come to that. You know, all these little steps that could have been taken first, but then again, that's just how it is sometimes. Sometimes you react and you don't think about the other little mini steps in between that you could have taken prior to. So, of course, the next episode I will be covering for the Olsen twins' birthday is also in Season 7. And that episode is Michelle a la carte. That is episode... It's actually towards the end of season seven. It's episode 20, which aired March 15th, 1994. Michelle is excited excited about building a go-kart with Aunt Becky, but gets discouraged when she hears her dad and Uncle Jesse teasing Becky. Stephanie shows Joey some ballet moves, which honestly, other than this time in season seven, when was the last time we saw Stephanie any ballet? It seems like that just went away. It really just went away after season one. And then it just felt like season three, it's all about dance class. Season five, it's all about dance class. And and all of that. And then DJ and Steve deal with the fact that they are no longer a couple. Yes, the whole... Let's return our stuff that we gave to each other because we're not with each other anymore. And one of them, of course, was like a bet. Like, he would watch Terms of Endearment or she would watch The Terminator or... No, wait, that was when they were going to watch a movie. Oh, it was like Terms of Endearment and The Terminator. I thought there was another movie like, oh, you were going to make me watch Steel Magnolias or something like that. Yes, to me, the, the, the three biggest tearjerker movies... Terms of Endearment, Beaches, Steel Magnolias, top three. Cry all the time. So, all right. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun. I look forward to uh, reading, watching Michelle a la carte in honor of the Olsen twins' birthdays.
birthday, birthdays, because there's two of them. <laughs> if you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Again, if you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, just go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Every five-star review the podcast gets does get it noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. If you want to hit me up with a trivia question, uh, emojis, or describe episode titles, you can do that too. Have fun with it. And have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.